0: Welcome to Reality Tea Times to the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika. And guys, I know I'm a little late with episodes this week. Try to get them to you as quickly as possible. But you know, work, weekend, it's busy. i finally got to go see Hamilton this weekend. And I was so happy because it's leaving Toronto. Well, it, it has left Toronto now. Um, so it was my last chance to see it. And I freaking loved it. Um, but yeah, so that's why the things are just a little bit behind. Work has been hectic. But enough of that. We're going to get into 90 day UK. There's going to be nothing off the top of the episode. However, there will be a sister wives conversation with my friend who I will introduce at the end of the podcast. Um, where we're going to discuss a little bit of this past episode of, of sister wives. Not a whole lot this episode really to talk about, but we still love to trash talk Cody. So (laughs) you'll get that at the end of UK. Um, so with that said, we're just going to jump into the reason that we are here. 90 Day UK, Season 2, Episode 8 Put Up or Shut Up. So we start off with Louise and Jose. And I, first thing I wrote was, the fuck you wearing, Jose? He comes in wearing like these glasses with like the chain. Like the old tool chain that you would put over the glasses so that they wouldn't fall off, like from your body if they fell off your face or whatever. Or you know, you can just have them hanging on you. And he's wearing like this fur coat thing. I'm like, what the hell are you wearing? And he basically walks into the room and he asks Louise to help him to take a video for some music thing that he's doing. And she tells him that he looks sexy and I said do you need your eyes checked because what the hell Um she tells him to put more English into the video in order for him to practice his English and he says something back to her in Spanish and she says no no Spanish only English you need to practice Okay So then she gets up and she makes a comment about, well, does it matter if I'm wearing my pajamas? And then I also said, the fuck you wearing, Louise? I I could tell like this was probably some sort of lingerie thing that she's wearing, but it also had like, like, the thing that you would wear to sh- like to suck your gut in, if you're like wearing a dress or whatever, like it just it was just very weird, and I, I didn't quite understand what I was looking at. So yeah, there was that. <laughs> um, but I mean, the top looked okay. It was just the, the the bottom. I was just very confused by the bottom. But um, yeah. So we started the music video and. It basically sounds like he's doing an I love you chicken remix. And I'm just like, okay, is this your only thing that you can sing about is chickens and I love you chicken and shit? Like, don't you have anything? Fuck, even Usman has something else. You know what I mean? I, I just don't understand. Um, but it's horrible. So he says that, you know, it's tough to filming this music video in England because there are no sexy girls wait, what? (laughs) Oh my God. I don't even think he realizes what he's saying as he's saying it, but I'm like, whoa. Okay. All right. then. um, and she just keeps making this whole experience of his music video about the fact that he needs to be practicing English, 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 practice English. And I'm like, ma'am, shut the fuck up. His, main fan base if he has a fan base they're going to be spanish-speaking people anyways like because he's not well-known anywhere else anyways he's probably more well-known in Colombia, if at all because again spoiler alert Usman isn't really king africa because no one knows who the fuck he is anyway um but i'm just like what are you talking about like i understand what you're saying in terms of he needs to practice his english i totally get it But two things. He doesn't have to practice his English while he's doing a music video. He can do that in the home with you outside of that. And then, secondly, you're pushing this whole thing because you want him to learn how to do the English thing because, well, time's a ticking and you are about to have a baby soon. Again, as I've mentioned in my uh, last week's episode, you should have thought about that before you got pregnant. Because again, there are ways to prevent that from happening. That's my main point. But anyway. So in the next scene, we basically see him blow drying his hair. And I said, sir, nothing you do is going to make a difference. Because the reason why I say this is because Louise is like at one point yelling at him to come downstairs like he's a teenager. Um, but it's gender reveal day and the reason that she was yelling at him to come downstairs because he's taking too long to get ready. She's doing everything else to prepare for this gender reveal, yet he's just blow drying his hair. So, um, and I wrote down, like, she seriously, she treats him like a child. Like, that's what it feels like to me. And I said, "Do you really want to take on basically two children? That's, that's what's going to happen. You're going to take on two children because Jesse is a grown man and clearly can take care of himself. Like he clearly can take care of himself. Like he's not about this shit. It's it sounds like it's him who takes care of her." Um. So we see him kind of I guess, starting to set some stuff up, quote unquote, and but at the same time, all we see him doing is playing with balloons again. Like a child, and I'm not saying, like, listen, I love a balloon, I'll hit a balloon or whatever, but like, that's about as far as it goes. Like, I'm not all about balloons like I may have been when I was a child. Um, and again, she says, I don't know if it's in her in the moment or in this moment while preparing for the party, but says he is slightly childish. And I said, okay, so then, personally, for me, as a woman in my 30s, as she is also in her 30s, the last thing I find attractive and that turns me on is a man who acts like a child. Nothing shuts that shit down more. Like, I really and truly, I need my man to act like a grown-up and not act like he is still stuck in his teen years. And I would also think he would feel the same way because, again, we've been there, we've done that. I And she has been there and she has done that and she has a whole ass 20-year-old kid and she still wants, I don't get it. I just, I don't understand. Um, she thinks that when he ends up seeing this baby be born, that it will make him act a little more serious and I said are you dumb again that's a whole trope of when you know couples that are really going through it decide okay maybe we can have a kid and make things better in our relationship no you're not you're all you're going to do is create more of, of a worse situation like it's not going to make anything better so it's very same idea if if you find that he's childish Having a baby with him is not going to make him act less childish. He's going to be the fun dad, while you be the disciplinary. That's what's going to happen. Um. So, how they're doing the gender reveal basically is they're going to do the balloon thing where they pop the balloon. You know, things will come out the balloon. And, you know, see her talking to Jesse about this whole situation. He's talking about the te- fact that he didn't pass the test. And she knows that he is upset. She doesn't give a shit. At the end of the day, she doesn't care. Um, And she just says, like, he just, you know, he wants him to, Jesse wants him to be there for her when she has this baby. And he says that, you know, with this test, you know that's like the biggest thing. Like he's not taking things seriously. He has said this before, and I kid you the fuck not. I hate this woman. She, in front of Jesse, although ten seconds ago, and in the moment, she's saying that the fact that he did not pass this test, fucking just sends her into a spiral because she's stressing about the fact that he won't make it there. But in front of her son, she literally sits there and I don't know if gaslighting is the right word here, but we need a word for when someone knows that they're fucking around. Even, well, maybe maybe a little gaslighting, maybe, maybe a little bit. But she just sits there in front of him and she says, well, you know, passing the test, its it's really hard. Yet you literally just said to us, and you're in the moment that it's really fucked up that he did not pass the stats. But in front of your son, you, you basically like, it's patronizing. That's exactly what it is. She's patronizing him and saying, but it's really hard. No, keep the same fucking energy with your son. You bitch. Because at the end of the day, maybe she doesn't quite understand. Because again, UK we're only on the second season here, but does she not realize that ninety day is so underhanded that they're going to show him the shit you have been saying, and you're in the moments, but then yet telling him a whole different thing to shut him up? She's an absolute fool. You want to talk about not losing your family? then how about you treat them a little better than you do? So anyway, yeah, that pissed me off. Um, So basically, Jesse feels like Jose is not ready to be a father. And I said, absolutely, you're correct. He isn't. Um, And then the gender reveal, it's happening. And we end up finding out, like people are here, and we hear her saying to somebody that she met Jose in November. Okay. By December she was fucking pregnant. So you're trying I mean we all clearly can see she got pregnant very quickly, but you're trying to tell me that you're so fucking dumb. You're 35 years old. And not even to give him an excuse. he is also a grown-ass man and should know better. You don't get pregnant for somebody that you don't know. You Mm. And we'll get to it because we're going to get to it with like Statler and Dempsey for being 90 as well. Just because you've been talking to somebody for X amount of time doesn't mean that you then meet somebody in person after that time that you should expect a baby or a marriage or for someone to let you live with them. Like it's just, it's not realistic. The difference though between these two people is that Dempsey, is smart to know this is fucking wrong. Whereas Louise is like, ah, well, it's love. Fuck you. Anyway, um, so they pop the balloon and they count down five, four, three, two, one, and it's a boy. And he says that because he's having a boy he'll be a rapper. But if he's having a girl, she couldn't be a rapper. And I said, first of all, number one, girls can be rappers too. Have you heard of Missy Elliott? Have you heard of Lil Kim, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B? I can keep going. Like really? Female rappers dominate. And then my next thought is just because you are an artist, quote unquote, then doesn't mean that your child is also going to be an artist just because you are. I hate them. I just, I can't with either of them, honestly. But not that it's going to get any better. But that is the end of Louise and Jose for this week. So now we have new couple alert. And I don't like her either. Anyway. The jury's still out on, uh, on David, but we have Tion and David. So, Tion, she's 21 and she is from Darby. So, we'll start off with her and then we'll, we'll go to David later. Um, so, she says she's a princess and she's an expensive girl. Great. That's not really the problem, though. We'll continue. Um, she says she likes to have nice things. Um, And I said, yeah, but the thing you're wearing right now is probably the most ugliest thing I have seen in my life. She doesn't look like she really has much of a style. I don't like her style at all. She looks fucking frumpy, but let me continue. Um, and, and then I also said that her laugh is really annoying. I don't like it. I really don't. But again, one really can't control their laughters, but your laughter, but you could, I don't know, tone it down. Anyway, so she lives with her mom and they have a shit ton of pets. Um and her mom says, like, I probably created the monster that I have now because she would put her child in Dolce and Cabana. I'm sorry, what? Why is your child in Dolce and Gabbana? Are you nuts? Yes, you've created your monster. She also enables it, like even beyond the Dolce and Cabana, like she enables it. I, my, oh. Um, anyway, so then Tion met David, and he is from the DR. We'll find out his age later on once we get to him, but I said he's absolutely gorgeous. He kind of reminds me a little bit of a Pedro, just a little bit. Um, maybe more of a mix of Pedro and Valentine from Pillow in Paradise. Best of both the rest, I guess. Um, so she said that he was very flirty and to a point where it turned her off and she just wasn't interested. But he was very persistent and eventually, you know, they became a thing. Um, she says the stupid thing of he completes me. And I said, yeah, Jerry McQuire wants their line back. Like, uh, I I don't like the whole you complete me thing. It's nice for the movies, but like, it's not realistic. Like, could I see my life without my, my partner? Absolutely not. But the whole, like, you actually put it out there of, oh, you complete me. Like, no, I complete my damn self as he should complete himself. Like, no. We're two whole beings coming together and creating a life together. Anyway. um So, she basically is deciding to live in the DR and uh, hopes to then get married. But, guys, he hasn't even proposed. But more on that later. Um, her mom asks what's his sign, Lord. He's an Aries anyway, just like her mother, apparently. I don't know. I don't care. Um, she tells her mom that you know, her plans for living out in the DR. Um, she's not thrilled by it. Like she's like, Why well, why? Like, yeah, she's not about it. Um and then Tion, in this moment says, and I quote, you know the phrase, if you want to go by yourself, you won't go far. If you go together, you will go far. And her mom, like me, like the rest of us watching the show is like, I've never heard that phrase before. What are you talking about phrase? You made that up. And it's garbage phrase. It's a." Garbage phrase. I can listen again. I can go anywhere by myself. Sure, going with somebody else, you know, figuratively speaking, will make life so much easier. But I'm independent. I can do that. Like you don't need you don't need a man to quote unquote complete you as a person. But anyway, we see her calling David, and. He, we find out that he likes to do salsa dancing. So did Tom. Tom also liked to do salsa dancing. Remember him? Yeah. And um, she doesn't like that he does the salsa dancing. Kind of like Darcy didn't like it either. She didn't, but yeah, she didn't like the fact that he was dancing with other people. That was the whole thing. And she says it's very sexual and inappropriate type dance. And I said, have you tried it? Salsa is quite fun. And you don't have to do salsa with a partner, really and truly. You can't do it by yourself. Um, but clearly it's easier to do with a person. than to be a couple dance, and you know, he's having fun. If you have, okay, we'll get there. Let me let me just go through this. Um, actually, no, we can talk about it now because he basically just hangs up at that point. Um, so will kind of tie my thoughts into what her grandmother says because she sees her grandmother and she talks to her grandmother about the fact that he's that he likes to do salsa dancing and her grandma tells her to basically shut up about the salsa dancing let him have this you can't you can't expect him to change things and She's not about that though. She's like, well, I came into his life, so he should change that for me. huh? <laughs> and I said, okay, listen, if you have a problem with the fact that he is salsa dancing with another person, how about then you learn how to salsa dance? Let him teach you how to salsa dance because it is such a good dance. And yes, it can be sexual, but it's not ev- any Latin dance has that that type of energy to it, not necessarily sexual energy, but just has that oof. You know what I mean? <laughs> but she could just learn how to salsa dance, so they could have that together. And there's, and you, I don't know, like I, I maybe she has two left feet, but like you could learn and do that with. It could be something that both of you can bond together with. But that should not mean that he should lose out on having that one thing for himself. You guys can do something together, but you should also be able to have things of your own, your own life outside of your relationship. She, I basically rate people now by how merry are you? (laughs) She's not quite up to the top there, but she's like kind of, she's sad there. Like, he's allowed to have his own thing. Let him have his own thing. Um, so now we meet David. He tells us he's 24 years old. And he said, you know, he was really good with the ladies because he, as he self-describes himself as, good-looking. <laughs> and he says that, you know, he was a player, you know, whatever. And and then he says that she has tamed the tiger. Didn't someone else kind of say something similarly to that? And it just, just was gross to me. Because it also felt kind of ooh, gross to me. Um, he meets with his friend, Nate, who I think is uh, American. Or, you know, expat of some sort. And he is... Telling Nate that he's planning to propose to Tion, And Nate kind of says what I'm also thinking. Kind of similarly how I'm feeling with Brandon and Mary. They're too young. It's too much. And that this is kind of the time where you guys fuck around and find out with other people. And then, you know, then you find your one and you're just like, okay, I'm good to go. Because you're always going to feel like you're missing out. Can I say example, Kalani? So it's just like, it's. I mean, when I got married to my ex, I was, I think, twenty-four, going on twenty-five. We both were about the we're the same age, so we we're about that. And you know, I don't necessarily regret getting married young because I felt like I lived that part of my life already. I mean, I lost my virginity young, whatever. So I kind of just went buck wild by the time I kind of hit 17. And I just went buck wild for, you know, close to 10 years. And I felt like I lived that. And like, I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. But if you haven't lived really gone buck wild and your 20s is the time to do it, I don't think she should be getting married. I mean, maybe he's fine because he says he's already done the book wild thing and he was the player and whatever. And he did that, but she's 21. I do wonder if she has really lived life, but then again, maybe she has, I don't know, but, um, he starts crying and I'm like, why are you crying? and he says that he gets emotional because he just can't like see himself living life without her. Okay. All right, I get it. Um so she has picked out her own engagement ring back with her now and she's showing the ring to her mom and ring y'all that she's looking at that she likes it costs three thousand pounds now for the conversion i'm going to convert this into canadian and u.s dollars in canadian it's five thousand one hundred and eighty nine dollars and twenty six cents and in u.s dollars it's three thousand eight hundred and thirty two dollars and fifty one cents not too bad not too bad um but still, it's a lot of money when someone doesn't have it, right? Um, Her mom says he is going to die <laughs> at the price of this ring. And of course, it's because like her mom says, like, is it a fake diamond? And she's like, no, not a fake diamond. Like, what the hell? This comes back. Um, Tian in this moment says that if he loves me, then... He should spend this on me. Like, what's the problem, basically? um, She says she will not accept another ring. So 24 hours earlier, <laughs> he's going ring shopping. And he does first look at a yellow gold ring with a real diamond. And this ring, the, the, the clerk in the beginning is like, whoa, that's going to be expensive. The first one, the ring costs almost five thousand dollars and I'm assuming this is US dollars because they said dollars and I don't believe in DR it's pesos but it's um but maybe I'm wrong but it's five thousand dollars whoa and um he's like okay that's too much like I don't know if I can do that so then he says you know what can you show me this ringley has his eye on and it is still gold ring. It's a yellow, I think it's yellow gold. Um, I don't know if he actually said it was yellow gold, but I think it's yellow gold. And he looks at that, but it's a fake diamond. And this bad boy costs, I think it's $300, I don't know, 200 or $300. And I said, that shit is not going to fly with her. Um, he can afford this though. And the jeweler, you know, she says, if she likes, if she loves you, she will love this ring. Um, I mean, I personally would be fine with that. I don't care um, about things like that. It came from you, so I love it. But I'm not Tiana. Tiana's not me. But yeah, but that's it for our new couple for the week, Tiana and David. Do you want to spice up your love life? Well, you can make that happen by going to love shop where you can get sorts of different things, whether it's for both you and your partner or just for yourself. For solo play, you can get things, all types of vibrators, maybe more kinky type toys, or you can just buy whatever person may need like lingerie or protection or even just something to make it a little more fun like games or novelty things. You can do all of this by going to Love Shop and you can use our unique coupon code realityt 2 to get 10% on anything your hearts desire. So that's Love Shop dot c a l o v e s h o p dot c a and use our unique coupon code reality two that's r e a l i t e a and the number two. So now we're with Shane and Mert. Um, so she's back from Turkey and. Mert is going to be going to the visa office in order to find out if he did end up getting a visa. He calls and he says that he's so sad after going to the visa office because, well, psych, he got the visa. So Shane's excited And now he just has to decide when he's going to be coming to England, but he is not going to be telling her when he's coming. So everyone's very happy. So she's going to go see Grace and she tells Grace that he got the visa and Grace is happy for her. She's excited to meet him, but she's also very reserved. Um, Just, you know, with everything that happened with the birthday stuff. Um, She's concerned about the controlling nature of Mert, um, but Shane thinks that it will be fine, and I hope it will, I mean, honestly, Um, but, you know, who knows? Um, So in the next scene, she says that she still doesn't know when Mert is going to be coming, but he's very particular about clean windows, so she is cleaning the windows, Um, and her mother is a little stressed out about him coming because it's going to change their dynamic. Um, and they do have a very small home, and even just adding one more person to the mix is going to probably make things a little difficult. Um, so Mert has booked his flight, but Shane still doesn't know when exactly he's coming. Um, Her mother leaves and, um, and says like, you know, it's dress nice. We're going to go out for dinner later, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go run some errands, whatever, whatever. But mom actually knows a secret. And that secret is that Mert is going to be coming. So that's why she's basically trying to remove herself from the situation because she knows that he's coming. Um, and obviously Shane yeah, doesn't know. So he gets to the airport in England. He's, I guess, in an Uber on the way to her home and he pulls up to her house. And I guess she lives like in this kind of complex of some sort. Like, I don't know if it's an apartment or what, but you kind of seem like walking up some stairs or whatever. Anyway, he knocks on the door and she runs to the door, praying on the way there that it's Mert. She says, please be there. Please be there. And she opens the door. And at first, she's very shocked, obviously, to see him at her door. And she's very happy. Um, and they hug and they kiss. And she knew that something was up because he hadn't texted her at all that day. So she knew that something was going on, that he was clearly on his way. And then Mert has been here for a few days in the next scene that we see them in, And he is going to be meeting Grace. And Shane is nervous um, that she will grill him. Um, and they get there, they sit down, Grace gets there. She sits down and no one's talking at first, um, but he says he's happy to be in England. And he does give Grace a gift. And I think it's chocolate. I'm more than 100% sure, but Grace is very happy about this. And she hugs him and she says that hopefully you guys will get along better now that you're here. So, again, in the next scene, we see them in. The kitchen is very tiny. It also seems to be a laundry room. I think that this kitchen is also half laundry room, so it's clearly a very tiny kitchen area. (laughs) But we see Mert kind of sitting on the counter and he's kind of in the way of things. And I said, well, does Mert really need to be in there right now? <laughs> I feel like even two people being in there is too much. Um, But now he needs to use the bathroom. And Mert seems to be taking a really long time in the bathroom. And he comes out. And I guess his poop really smells bad. Because Shane is literally almost about to throw up. Um, so in the next scene, not much more really to talk about here, but in the next scene, we find out that Shane has bought a house. It will not bought a house really. She's renting a house. Um, and it's very nice inside. He seems to be speechless because he really does like this home. Um, he says he feels like he is in a dream and, uh, yeah, like, I know she kind of mentions that he, he didn't always live in great circumstances. I think he still lives with his parents. So, you know, he's very, I guess, thankful for this. And the only other thing I'm going to mention is that they call their bedroom time five minutes. Okay. <laughs> But that is basically it. I have really no thoughts here. There's not much to really talk about with, with what happened with Shane and Murth this week. But that's it. That's it for the episodes, for UK for this week. Um, you will be getting Sister Wives now. So to get into a bit of an introduction. So you're going to be hearing a conversation kind of through voice notes between me and my friend. Her name is Letitia. We have been friends for a very, very long time, probably 20 plus years now at this point. She's probably one of my closest friends. And we definitely talk a lot of shit about sister wives. So hopefully you enjoy. I will be putting timestamps here. If you don't want to listen to the sister wives um, discussion, so, otherwise, if you don't want to listen to it, you can stop it here. If you do, it starts now. Okay, so first things first. I need to, hopefully you can remember some stuff because I, like, my memory needs to be jogged little bit here. But first thing is first, of course, we can't even go one episode without Robin crying, not even one. But my main thing is like, with Cody, is like, he, he's such a fucking narcissist. I can't with him anymore. Like how he basically treats everyone in his life except for Robin and her kids. it's just it's disgusting. you want your children to come and apologize to you for for what honestly like I don't even know for what and like you're the parent, you're the father and you should be going to them and talking to them and being like listen, I know we're not getting along or whatever. I know things have been tense, but let's try to work this out so that we can all be family again, kind of thing. Like clearly these kids actually just don't even give a shit anymore because I don't think it was on this episode. I think it's like coming up on, they literally are like, we're probably going to have him. We don't need a father anymore. Like we're done with it. We don't need this. And it seems that's how most of the kids seem to be. Like he... He gets upset because God forbid Janelle wants to go be with Maddie, who lives in a different state altogether. Don't you want to go see your daughter? Don't you want to go see your grandson and your granddaughter? Like I don't understand. Like I, I just, I just don't understand. He like everyone needs to come to him, and I'm just what is so refreshing is to kind of see how Janelle. Is just like fuck this shit. I am out. Like he's treating me like shit now. And again, Janelle should be allowed. This is in high school. Janelle should be allowed to still be around Christine if she if she showed if she so chooses, and still be your wife. Y'all spent almost thirty years together. Like she's gonna want to keep Christine in her life. What's so wrong with that? And then. So but anyway, but because of that, like you decide, okay, I am going to be mad because she's doing that. And I'm like, what, is she the enemy? He needs to grow a pair. And, and then with like the whole meeting between him and Christine and he's like, well, because you're mean. Again, are, are we in high school? Not even high school, elementary. Because I don't even think a high school person would be like, "Oh, because you're mean to me." Like, what? Grow up, dude. I'm mm. like, this episode was pretty slow, but like, even it's the first episodes so or whatever. But even this conversation between Robin and Mary, it's like they want to be upset because God forbid Janelle doesn't want to be a part of Christmas gatherings because, well, her children are not even included. Her children don't feel welcome. So why? I 100%, I'm on her side when she's like, if you can't get along with my kids, then you, you and me are not going to work. And I don't care if you're my husband. I don't care if you're the father of my, of my kids. Like, I, I, and I've said this before, I fully believe this man decides that Ever since he's like blown up on television, this show basically started the whole Sister Wives thing. He is, has blown up his ego and he's become just a worse version of himself. 100%. I do think that I don't, I don't feel like what they're saying about him before is incorrect or wrong or I wasn't there, but I don't know. He, he, yeah. Like I'm trying to, I know there was something that he said. I'm just like, really, sir? Really? But I, I think it would have been to Christine, but I can't remember what it is now that he said to her, but I'm, I get you went through a divorce. I get it. But then to expect that everybody should just be rallying around you because you can't handle your emotions, like, because you're two, apparently. You're a 40-something-year-old man, and you should be able to know how to regulate your emotions. That's the biggest problem is you don't know how to regulate your emotions, and it's pathetic. And the fact that even Robin stands by you is also very fucking pathetic on her part as well. I'm so... I'm just, I, I, I hate him. I hate her. Like, I feel bad for these children that that are like bowing down to his every whim, Robin's kids. I mean, the the little ones are, they're little, they're not going to know what not to do or what to do or whatever. So that's fine. But like, I love how the rest of them are just like, fuck this guy, we're out. Every single one of them. He barely has a relationship with any of his older children. He's, oh, anyway, that's, those are my thoughts on, on the episode so far.
1: The way how I feel about this whole episode really and truly bothered me. And it bothered me, it bothered me because of how Cody is literally treating his wives. Now, we'll start off with Christine and I'll leave Robin for last now christine is finally divorced they haven't seen each other in two months you know good for her she has a place she's doing her own thing yes i understand that they met for the first time in two months but the way how you're speaking to her and calling her mean is absolutely insane she's trying to have a normal and civilized conversation with you while you're just acting a fool and want to act like a baby and say that she's mean In my opinion, she has every right to be mean. Why do you get to play victim? Why do you get to choose to be how you are? Why do you think that you've done no wrong in this marriage that you had with her? You had a whole marriage with this woman. And she was done with you, in my opinion, the moment that you could not attend your daughter's surgery, she was done with you. The moment that you attended or officiated someone's wedding, but you couldn't go to your daughter's surgery, absolutely a slap in the face and pure disrespect. So I am I applaud her. I applaud Christine because I'm happy that she actually followed through with her divorce and moved on with her life, moved back to Utah and is doing what she has to do. I don't understand why... Um, Robin has to feel a way about them not wanting to spend Christmas. If my children don't feel welcomed, then I am not going to participate in having a Christmas with you guys. If I already feel a certain way and I feel uncomfortable, then I'm not going to put myself in a situation to feel more uncomfortable. It's just not going to happen. I'm not. Like, I'm just not going to happen. now. You know, kudos to Christine and doing her own thing. Moving on to Janelle. Janelle finally has a backbone, I would say, because she's finally sticking up for herself and not dealing with Cody's nonsense. And she doesn't have to deal with Cody's nonsense. And it's just like, you finally realize how this person is treating you. It bothered me how Cody was actually kind of treating her when they were even packing up the RV and you know she has to now go and rent an apartment to go live in because they can't even finish paying off on Coyote Pass or Path or whatever but it's just like you have you get money you work you know you do what you have to do like what's taking you guys so long just to start breaking ground and so forth it was okay for you guys to get the money together to purchase a house for Robin. It was okay for you guys to purchase a house for, um, Christine. Mary is fine and handy dandy in her little place, but you're forcing Janelle to buy. And it's just like, why? Why does she have to like, why, like, why, why do, why do you feel like you always have the right to tell these women what to do and what they cannot do from what they cannot do? That to me doesn't make sense. Like, I, I just don't understand why he thinks, why Cody thinks in his mind that it is okay for him to speak the way he speaks to his wives, treats them the way how he treats them and and has this narcissistic attitude and plays the victim all the time. It's absolutely fucking insane to me. Like I I just can't. I just can't. Mary, I can't even speak on Mary because I'm just like like you're you're still trying. Are you still still have hope? Which the man said he several times in several different ways that he does not want you. He does not see a reconciliation. He does not want to be with you. He'd like move on. Now I can understand why she doesn't want to move on because one, she doesn't have any other children besides the children that she has with Cody, you know, her family and so forth. I get it. But like, you kind of have to put on your big girl panties and go about your business. Like you really and truly need to do that. Um. Oh yes. So um, you're when you were talking about how what he needed from one of his wives and her one of his wives are not supporting him. Um, he was speaking about Janelle not supporting him through his divorce with Christine and not being there for him and you know not having conversations with him and not supporting him. But you can sit down and support Christine and in what she wants to do. You can be with Christine and you know. And her children and these are all your kids so the fact that you can sit there and say and talk about oh you know janelle wants to be with christine and christine wants to be with janelle and her kids and excuse me they're all your kids sir like what and why are you expecting an apology from your kids you're an adult you treated your children like shit during this whole covid situation like they were nothing, but you treated Robin and her two children and the children you have with her like a pot of gold. But you treated every other children, every other child that you have with your other wives, you treated like absolute garbage. They have, in my opinion, they have no reason to come and tell you sorry. You don't deserve a sorry. Like you're disgusting pig, like that's what you are. And now we can move on to Robin robin and her eyebrows i can't like i I just i cannot uh, i don't know why she's crying i don't give two shits what she says to me she's not making sense because you want him you you don't want to sit on a porch with with my with my sister wives and my bitch shut up shut up you wanted cody all to yourself you got cody all to yourself so don't come sobbing and crying and everything now because you don't have the stability or the financial gain from these wives anymore. You have to go and look for work. You don't have money for a nanny. You don't have Like, absolutely, stop. Stop it. Just stop it. It's insane. It is absolutely insane how, you know, how she's there crying over nonsense and foolishness. Like, get over yourself. Like, get over it. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season and what is going to happen. I can't wait till Janelle just tells him where to go. And it should be an interesting season, but we'll see. With things that you said
0: made me remember a couple of more things. I'm not even talking about Mary at this point. Until she finally decides to leave, I just can't. It's just... I understand that you want to hold on to something, but this man had literally said, I don't want you. So what are you holding on to? Um, But the one thing I remembered um Robin saying was like, did I just not know everything that was happening? Like, I know they've had problems. And I'm like, Robin, of course you don't. It's not your marriage. You don't, you don't need to be privy to anything that was going on between Cody and Christine. It's not your business. So that whole argument of, mm, like, shut the fuck up. And then this whole, like, thing too with, you know, her wanting the sister wives thing and blah, blah, blah. And she made a comment about the fact that, you know, when I came into this, I felt like I was just sold something that wasn't true about, like, I thought there was this, like, this perfect family. And I thought Mary actually handled it really well. when she was like, if she thought we were perfect, either, number one, we are great actors, or she had, like, rose-colored glasses on. And it's true. First of all, there's no such thing as a perfect family, but they clearly were okay. And no one anticipated this outcome and she needs to understand that. No one anticipated that their marriages would fall apart. No one thought that. And what difference would it have made? Like, you clearly wanted the man in this case. You didn't want the sister wives. And girl, you got what you wanted. So sit down and shut up. But I think that's all I have to say Um with This episode, I don't know if you have anything else you want to, you want to say.
1: You're absolutely right. Robin got exactly what she wanted. She wanted the man all to herself with her kids and her children with Cody. And that's exactly what she want. That's exactly what she got. So she should take it and shove it up where the sun doesn't shine and swallow it down the hatch and stop complaining about what you wanted and what you don't have and this and that and the third because what you're crying about you didn't want. All his adult children are grown and want nothing to do with him. And hey, that is Cody's loss and Cody's problem. And we'll just see how this the rest of the season continues. I'm I'm just at a loss for words with how with how um Robin is acting and making it seem like it's this it's such a big thing for her when it's not and absolutely absolutely she had blinders on because she was not coming into a perfect little world and a perfect little family and flying on a red carpet or flying on a magic carpet no 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 As soon as you came, you would have seen that things have changed. The whole dynamic of the family changed when you came into the picture. And what made it worse is that Cody picked out your wedding dress. And for him to just blurt that out like it wasn't an issue, come on now. He had favorites the moment that he did everything with Robin for Robin And everything, that was his favorite wife. And she is like a little puppet because whatever Robin, whatever Cody says, sorry, Robin is going to jump through hell and high water to do whatever she has to do for her Cody. So
0: if you like what you heard, please follow Reality Tea Times 2 on any of your favorite podcast apps so that you don't miss a single episode. Please make sure you also share the podcast with everyone in your life. You can also rate and review us on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you are an avid YouTube user, you can listen to us on YouTube at RealityT times two. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by following us on either Facebook, Instagram, or threads at RealityT times two. You can also email us at RealityT times two at hotmail.com. We have a website where you can listen to all of these episodes as well as get links to our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages. And that is at times 2aluducom All of that information will be in our show notes. Well, that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye. you ever thought of starting your very own podcast? Doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is a podcast software that I use for editing of our episodes, it is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help from chat, doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just godsense for me. Also, with Aludo, you can create clips, you can do your ads, just like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by the clicks of the buttons. You can also use Aludo to publish your episodes just straight from the software it's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to Aludu by using our unique link, which you can find our show notes, just down there at the bottom at the show notes, and you can get access to an easy software.